Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, friends. In our study and preparation for Christmas, I want to read with you from Psalm 110 which is a psalm of David. There the psalmist writes, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion. He will rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Arrayed in holy majesty from the womb of the dawn, you will receive the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush the kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead, and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. He will drink from a brook beside the way. Therefore he will lift up his head. We don't live in a monarchy, at least not politically, In Canada, we have a titular monarch. Well, that's not the same thing. For many of us, the closest we come to understanding the rule of kings is by reading about it in history books. But what we learn when we do is that a monarch had a profound impact on the lives of his or her people. A good king or queen provided for and protected their people. A bad king advanced only his own well-being and made life difficult for his people. I'd like you to reflect with me briefly on what such kings, good and bad, teach us. As we think about that, we should recognize that we all serve someone. There's a monarch, a king or a queen in the life of each one of us. And that king, whoever or whatever that may be, promises us blessing as long as we submit to its leading. Our king or our queen could be popularity, could be wealth, power, looks, or even ourselves. And in every instance we are promised happiness and blessing if we just obey that master. But the sad truth is, Every such monarch in our life cannot and will not lead us to the blessing we crave. There is only one who can protect and preserve us from the enemies we face, especially the enemy called sin. Remember, the monarchs of our own making can never save us from sin. Therefore, we must surrender our life to the only king who can. Christmas is the time we celebrate the birth of that king. And that means surrendering every part of our lives to him. Yes, even our desires. Sometimes we desire something that isn't good for us. We can want that extra helping of dessert, even though we know we shouldn't. We can also want something that in itself is good for us, but we want it for the wrong reason. And that's worse, because then we appear to be good, 
when we're actually bad. That was the case with Israel's desire for a king. God had promised his people a king and had made provision for this office in his law. But when Israel asked for their king, they were not motivated by submission to God, but to sin, by sin. They wanted a king who would satisfy their desires. They did not look for a king who would lead them in the way of righteousness. Those Israelites weren't the only ones who thought of the office of king that way. People even thought of Jesus this way. They wanted Jesus to be king, but only because he could fill their bellies. This story and this experience of Jesus happened more than once in his life on this earth. And this repetition of the same problem reveals that this is a natural, indeed a sinful human inclination, which means that we too face the temptation to approach Jesus in this way. The spirit of our world at Christmas can infect us. Do we see Christmas as a day to get what we want? Or do we see it as a day to celebrate the birth of our Savior, who is King. Do you rejoice at being led in the way of righteousness? Or do you expect Christmas Day to satisfy your expectations and demands? Let's admit that we tend to treat Jesus in this worldly way. You will recognize that sin in your life when you consider how you respond when you don't get what you think you deserve. Are you yielding to or in opposition against the Lord's leading in that moment? Why do you serve the King, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ? It's a question that has challenged us from the very beginning of time. When the Lord chose David to become King over his people, he wasn't simply fixing an immediate problem in their lives. The office of king was one with a foundation in the very beginning of time. When the Lord commanded man to exercise dominion over the earth, he assigned to man the responsibility to exercise kingship over all creation. God called humanity to serve him as kings and queens upon the earth that is, as people who would lead the world to offer service to their Creator. Nevertheless, Israel needed a king, a righteous king, who would lead them in service to the Lord. The office of king was not an accident, and it was not a temporary fix for a failed leadership. God's choice of David was ordained to be a much more permanent fix to a much bigger problem. From the first, therefore, it was not David who was the central figure. In making his covenant with David, the Lord was establishing the royal line from which the king would come. God knew that David would not be that king. But God's covenant with David prepared the way for the coming one who would rule upon the throne of David. On Christmas... We therefore celebrate more than the birth of another cute baby. We celebrate the birth of the promised king. 
God kept his promise to David, and now we celebrate a king who, by his power, secures our life and leads us in fellowship with the Lord. Truly we may now sing, Hosanna to the Son of David. Yes, even in the midst of the political challenges of our day. One of the problems with democracy is the shift in focus it requires for those in positions of leadership. Whatever the early days of democracy may have looked like, today politicians know that their position is dependent on keeping their constituents happy. So today many decisions are made with an eye to polling data, instead of looking for a more substantial foundation. And as long as we're the ones being satisfied, we're happy with this form of government. But eventually we come to realize that democracy is fickle, and we don't always know what's best for us. If our leaders follow our whims, soon enough we will find our society crumbling. For we need leaders who know what's right and good and who make the tough decisions. This is the kind of king God desires for his people. That's why in the days of Israel, the first duty of every king was to write out a personal copy of the law of God. That was to be his governing document, his Magna Carta. It not only limited his power, it focused his reign. The office of king was intended to lead the people in obedience to the Lord. But to do that, the kings of Israel needed to show by their submission to God that they were first in rendering obedience to the Lord. We serve such a king. When Jesus was born, he came to lead his people in the way of righteousness. He was the first to live in humble obedience to the Lord, an obedience that led him all the way to the cross. He knew that the Lord calls us to walk in godly fear every day of our life. And he led his people in this way, saying to them, Take up your cross and follow me. That's the call that we must answer in this Christmas season. Knowing full well that Jesus sits at his Father's right hand. One of the great comforts we have as believers is knowing that Jesus reigns. The baby born on Christmas morning and crucified on the hill outside of Jerusalem now sits enthroned in heaven above and rules with all authority. So that whatever else may seem to be true about the direction of our world and the politicians that lead it, we can know and rest assured that Jesus does reign, yes, even over those who reject him. Knowing this, we may take great comfort in the rule of Christ in the midst of a rebellious world. Nothing happens apart from his rule, and all things work together for our good. But in that comfort we must also serve. We have a message to tell our world. We must proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, telling the world, Our God reigns. So kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. May the Lord bless each and every one of us, and guide us in the way of service and obedience to him. <laughs>